Hi, and welcome to episode 4 of the Dirty Mark podcast. Uh, tonight I'm going to be reviewing uh, the last episode of Impact Wrestling. Um, sorry I haven't done a show for a couple of weeks now, but I've had some issues so I need to take some time off. But we are back now, and hopefully back to a more consistent schedule. Okay, so start off with the Knockouts Battle Royal with, I mean, I liked it, it was, it was good. I didn't like the fact that half of the entrants were made up of jobbers, and you could see that. And I think Josh Matthews screwed up when he was like, we're going to introduce some of the contestants as this match progresses, and then didn't, because so many of them were clearly just jobbers. And he really didn't want to let people in on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, most of them didn't even get announced when they got eliminated, I don't think, unless they worked for Impact, or had worked for Impact in the past. So, eh. I, the two big moments for me in it were Tessa Blanchard getting knocked out really easily by Disco Inferno. I didn't like that. I mean... He's kind of he's gone toe to toe with uh, Scarlet Bordeaux, and he's lost to Scarlet Bordeaux, and he's you know I don't I didn't like the fact that he did one move and then she's out on the floor like completely out cold. I mean I know I've been banging on for weeks that. He should win a match against a girl, and then they can perpetuate the feud, which I think they've done. I think him winning the Women's Battle Royal has done that. You know, you can now have all the women wrestlers, all the knockouts, mad at him for winning their thing. And okay, you did steal it from Santino Morella from WWE, but anyway... Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. I think it keeps this whole misogynist and this whole misogynist thing alive in Impact. And I'm really liking that they're doing that because they're basically, for anyone who doesn't get it, for anyone who's criticising Impact for them having a misogynist storyline with the Desi Hit Squad and Glenn Gilberti, they are taking the piss out of the people that are saying women can't wrestle, women aren't equal to men, women should... There, there, there. I mean, watch a Tessa Blanchard match. She is as good as any of the guys. Watch a Rosemary match. She's as good as the guys. And I'm going to be talking about that later on in the podcast. Um, actually, it's the next thing that's up. Rosemary versus Sue Young in the Demon Collar match. I, I hate this gimmick. I mean, I really hate... I do not like the collar matches or the rope matches or the whatever where they're tethered. It's so stupid. I mean, if you were if you were in this demon collar match, surely all you would do is get the chain, wrap it around your fist, and beat your opponent in the head until they're unconscious. Uh, I liked that it was no DQ. You don't get that always. You don't. I've seen. Uh, bull rope matches, and they're not—they're no, no DQ. 
they're not no DQ, um, which always seems stupid because you're tied together with a weapon and they're using it as a weapon, but you can't get another weapon because that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it was a good match. Really liked it. I mean, for me, that was pay-per-view quality. Um, you could have stuck that on a pay-per-view and it would have been fine. No one would have said that was a horrible match. And I'm going to talk about that a bit later as well. Um, it's a little bit botchy. I've noticed lately that Impact's been a little bit botchy, but it's fine. It's forgivable. I mean, they are not WWE. They do not have the production values of WWE. They can't hide mistakes as well as WWE, because they don't have the cameras to do that. But it's fine. It's okay. But the thing I really liked, the fact they're using Mist and they're using that Rosemary comes from the other side of the shadows, that Sue Young is a undead bride, that Rosemary is a demon assassin. I like all of that. I mean, wrestling is entertainment. It, we all go in knowing that it is scripted and that the outcomes are predetermined. So why are some people like, oh, but you can't have, like, fireballs and you can't have, like, supernatural powers. Why not? If it's not real and you accept it's not real, why not have supernatural elements? I mean, Taker and Kane in the 90s were amazing with all their supernatural shit they did. I mean, I don't think there was a kid that didn't love Taker and Kane because they, you'd knock them down and Taker would sit up. You'd hit Kane with a chair and he'd just stand there like you flicked a paper ball at him. I mean, it was epic that they had these things. And this is why I'm really, really into this whole... Sue Young and Rosemary thing. Um, not so much Kira Hogan being on the outside. I mean, eh, I don't really care about Kira Hogan. Um, I was going to say, I wrote show notes for last week, and like I said, did they actually turn Kira Hogan heel so that she, people might actually give a shit about her? By the way, Impact, the answer is no. No one gives a shit about Kira Hogan. Um, okay, so moving on. Um, after that, we had Madman Fulton versus some guy called Randy Sean. Uh, I like Madman Fulton. I mean, he has got a pretty good look. I mean, I was looking at him and was like, wow, he could be their Braun Strowman. And I looked at the size of his arms, size of his arms and I was like, ah, no, no, he couldn't. I and mean, he has got really good build, but kind of scrawny arms. I mean, this Randy Sean guy had same size arms as him. And he was tiny. And he was getting thrown around like a ragdoll. I mean, you look at the size of him compared to, like, Eddie Edwards. Or Michael Elgin. He's, he's a big guy, and he's got a solid build, but he has not got big arms. So you can't have him as a Strowman. I mean, could you imagine him throwing Michael Elkin around the ring? It ain't going to happen. It's like the same way you can't sell Michael Elkin as your kind of Braun Strowman or Brock Lesnar, because he's a short, dumpy guy. Like, he is built like a brick shithouse, but he is short and squat. 
I mean, he's like a rhino. Um, so yeah, I'm a big fan of Madman Fulton. I like him. I'm not so sure I like him being with OVE. And I'm re I really don't... Uh, I'm torn. Because I like... I like the fact uh, that he gets treat that he gets you know oh we have to keep you under control otherwise you're just gonna kill everyone ah uh, that's good I like that but I don't like the fact that it sometimes crosses the line into that he's Sammy Callahan's little bitch and it crosses that line quite a lot like when Sammy Callahan like him giving Sammy Callahan piggyback rides into the ring. Oh, what the fuck? Um, and when Sammy Callahan pulls his dreadlocks to get him to come into the ring, it's like, that's not controlling your monster. That's your monster being a little bitch that gets pulled around by you. It's stupid. I also don't understand why they need to give him squash matches. I mean... Why do they put... Well, okay, they can't. But I was going to say, why can't they put Madman Fulton in a match against Willie Mac where he destroys Willie Mac? But they can't do that because Willie Mac is apparently getting rewarded for signing a multi-year contract by being as powerful as Michael Elgin, which he's not. Let's remind everyone, Willie Mac is not as strong as Michael Elgin. Not ever, not in any universe apart from Impact 1 at the moment. Let's hope that wears off. Let's hope that's like a one-month rub they're giving him. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, you could have put Madman Fulton against one of the rascals. That would have worked. And they're smaller, but they could have fought back like they did against Moose. You could have made it a close match. That would have been great. Um, they don't need to give him squash matches. He looks amazing. Squash matches are so 90s. You don't need them anymore. Um, okay, so moving on from there. Um, there was a promo from RVD. Which I, w I was going to address this last week. Because I didn't do a show last week, I couldn't. But I'm going to address it this week. <clears throat> I don't care RVD is back in Impact Wrestling. I didn't care that RVD was in Impact Wrestling. He is... I didn't care. I don't care about RVD. We were saying like, ah, oh, all these people. I don't care about RVD. Ah, oh, we gotta care now. Oh. No, I don't. I I do not give a shit that you're in Impact Wrestling. Because we know you're gonna win. Because yet we know it's probably put been put in your contract, along with a dressing room full of weed, apparently. Because my God. Every single promo, he has been so stoned. And, I mean, he was talking a few weeks ago. He was bragging how he has never wrestled not stoned. So, oh, well, that's good. That doesn't sound dangerous at all. You know, like, they talk about how dangerous it is for a wrestler to wrestle drunk. But, you know, RVD being stoned, that's fine. Get him to do... Five-star frog splashes and Van Daminators is fine. Yeah, hit someone with a chair is fine. I'm sure no one will get hurt. I'm like, yeah, I was really, I really get annoyed with like how RVD gets pushed as some like, 
amazing Superman wrestler because, like, he's got all this. Oh yeah, I'm so cool. Yeah, yeah I'm a stoner. Uh, okay, but moving on. I'm. I swear I am not anti weed. Okay, it's going to come across in this episode that I'm anti weed, and I'm not. I'm actually pro legalizing weed, but whatever. It's just I think maybe wrestlers shouldn't be stoned when they're wrestling. I think that's probably a good thing. Right, so moving on. Um, there we had the thing with Rolando Melendez being super serious and talking to a clearly fake doctor who really didn't look like he wanted to be on TV at all in any capacity whatsoever. Um, and was clearly not a doctor because he said that uh, Brian Cage had lumbago and sciatica, and that was serious spinal trauma. Um, it's actually lower back pain. I've had sciatica. I worked through sciatica. Um, it didn't affect my walking that much. Sometimes it hurt when I walked a bit. But then I'm not a wrestler. It's just stupid. I mean... I get it that they probably can't say that he's got some horrible, awful thing. Although they did say he had serious back trauma and that a normal person would barely be able to walk from this. Um, I'm a normal person. I could walk with lumbago and sciatica. Um, anyway, but yeah, it was just stupid. I mean, I guess companies don't want to do that. He's nearly been paralysed. Since the whole Vince McMahon is dead. Oh, look, he's alive. Thing on WWE. But, uh, I mean, couldn't they have said something more vague rather than saying specific things that are not that serious? Couldn't they have said he had, like, a fracture? Which apparently he has, maybe. It's like a hairline fracture or something. That's what I read. Um, okay. And going straight back into weed, we had a vignette from the Rascals, which was so stupid. I mean, I guess they were channeling Rocky. I think that's what they were trying to do. But, I mean, you've just spent weeks making the Rascals look really strong. The, like, the Rask two of the Rascals nearly beat Moose, and one of them actually did. So... They should be really strong. I mean, they've been given a tag title shot against LAX. You are pushing them to the stars. But they can't do basic training. Also, why? I, they had little dumbbells like my wife uses. Um, and they couldn't lift them. But they're wrestlers that nearly beat Moose. And I know people are going to go, yeah, that's the joke. It's, but trying to push them as a legit serious tag team and then they don't want to eat chicken and they might be vegan and they're all clearly really stoned um oh i mean them and rvd they have to do something together surely i mean one of them even has 420 rascals 420 on his shirt they have to do something with rvd 
I mean, apart from smoke a massive joint in the car park, um, you'd probably televise that and the fans would love it. Um, but yeah, RVD's fans would love it. Um, probably the Rascals fans as well. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the Rascals, apart from Desmond Xavier is an insanely talented wrestler. Actually, all of them are very good, but collectively I just hate the Rascals thing. You could have done that so much better. Um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe Impact is just a stoner promo now. Everyone's high. I don't know. Um, and we had Killer Cross versus Eddie Edwards, which was a great match. I mean, this match just showed how good Killer Cross is and Impact the last thing I read today was that apparently you're not going to re-sign Killer Cross because you won't pay him more money so he wants to leave. That's stupid. Watch this match. Watch it repeatedly and see how good he is. Um, and I know they've re-signed Eddie Edwards. Um, good. Because he was amazing in this match as well. Both of them were amazing. You could give those two a good long feud and that would give you ratings. Um, and it was good that Killer Cross won. And it was good that he broke Kenny and kind of snapped Eddie Edwards again. I almost hope it makes Eddie Edwards sane. I say this every time something happens to Eddie Edwards. That, oh, please make this thing that stops him being crazy Eddie. Because I fucking hate the Crazy Eddie gimmick. I loved it for the first six months. That was great. You should have kept that going for like six months and then let it fucking die. But no, we're probably... Well, yeah, we're at least a year into Eddie's Crazy. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just getting stupid now. I mean, you could have Eddie Edwards as the face of the company again, and I don't think anyone would go, oh, really? Because he was a good, solid face of the company. I didn't particularly like him, because he was having that stupid feud with Davy Richards, because I don't like Davy Richards. Interesting thing. Met Davy Richards, bit of a dick. Um, met him at a meet and greet, really did not seem like he wanted to be there. And he'd been with the company about six months. And, yeah. I saw him at Impact Meet and Greet, and he'd been with the company about six months, and he just acted like he was too good to be there. So that's why I don't like Dave Richards. Eddie Edwards seemed nice enough. Um, so, yeah. You should make, make Eddie Edwards the face of Impact again. Especially now you don't have uh, Eli Drake. Uh, that'd be good. Okay, moving on. Uh, you then had the Concrete Jungle hi match highlight from Bound for Glory, I believe. Um, that was an epic match. To be honest, you could have put that on instead of... Well, put the whole match on and not have the RVD promo and not have the Rolando Melendez promo. Because both of them were a waste of time. Like RVD going, oh yeah, and I'm I'm like back, I'm the man, yeah. Ugh. Just put the whole concrete jungle match on because that was a great match, and even just 
having the highlights showed what good matches Impact can put on when they really, really want to. Um, I loved it. I was very happy to watch the highlights. Um, I was very happy it was there. Put it on every week. I put clips from it in the titles as well. It was great. Um, I have more of those matches as well because, I mean, okay, I'm sure LAX begged you never to have that match ever again. And I think the fact we didn't see the OGs after that meant that we're never going to have that match again. Because, I mean, you probably ended the career of uh, Hernandez and Homicide. But yeah, it was a great match. If you haven't seen it and you have Impact Plus, go and watch it. Because it was a fantastic match. It was the highlight of that pay-per-view. By far. Um, okay. And then to end the show, we had Swan versus Elgin, which was a phenomenal match. I mean, <clears throat> that could have been a main event at a pay-per-view, and nobody would have complained about that. That was, uh, I mean, for that to be on free TV, that was great. I mean, that was on free, uh, well, it's free here. I don't know how free it is in America. But anyway, it's on Twitch. You get to watch a match of that calibre on Twitch, and people are still bitching that Oh, Impact sucks. No, it doesn't. Watch that match. Watch the Concrete Jungle match. They were both epic. Hell, watch Rosemary and Sue Young match. That was great. Watch the Killer Cross and Eddie Edwards match. That was great. The whole show, apart... Okay, ignore the Battle Royal. Because that was eh. At the uh, squash match with Madman Fulton, that was eh. But yeah, the whole rest of the show was fantastic. The whole two-thirds of this show felt like a pay-per-view. And I was sitting there like, oh my god, I don't, I, I don't want this episode to end. It was great. Um, the, only thing I, the only thing I will say, and this goes back to what I was saying, but Impact does not have the cameras to cover mistakes like WWE does. And I guarantee that WWE edits out a shit ton of mistakes from their wrestlers so they look less botchy. I would imagine if you go watch a live WWE show, they're botching all over the place. Just, I know, I've seen some of the wrestlers work in other promotions and they're botchy as fuck. Um, Jeff Hardy. Uh, but yeah, so they, Impact re-edited Michael Elgin missing the standing drop click. Drop click? drop kick that he clearly missed when they did a replay uh, Rich Swan jumped off the top rope and Michael Elgin did a standing drop kick which he was missed by a fucking mile um, and before anyone starts criticising him I am not done with botchy shit in this match um, yeah so then they did they did it from a different a slightly different angle and Miraculously, it contacted and knocked Rich Swan's fucking head off. Um, yeah, um, and Rich Swan, my god, I've since he's been in Impact, because I've said it before, I am not a fan of Rich Swan. I didn't like him in WWE. I didn't give a shit about him in WWE. Um, I was glad when he got fired because that meant that he might not show up on pay-per-views that I watch, which is a good thing as far as I was concerned. Um, yeah. 
And then he got signed to Impact, and I was like, oh, I don't want to watch Rich Swan. I don't like him. And then I watched his first match, and I was like, holy shit, this guy's incredible. Um, and I think the way he sells moves is just phenomenal. And you do not see other wrestlers selling as well as he does. I mean, the when he was taking the clotheslines in this match against Michael Elgin, he was... Well, I'm not sure if they were clotheslines. They looked like clotheslines, but they, the commentators were calling them strong strikes. They were fucking clotheslines. He just wasn't falling over. Um, yeah, but he looked out on his feet. He looked legit out on his feet. You see him when he's taken an impactful move, and he's just there staring into the middle distance with his eyes wide open and his mouth just flopping. To be honest, that's how we're going to look if we get hit by one of those moves. Maybe our eyes won't be open. Our head might not be attached anymore. But, yeah, that's... It's great. He looks like we would look if we took those moves. Um, yeah. Um, Rich Swan missed two of the three dives that he made. I mean, fucking really. There was no amount of editing that could save how much he missed them by. And then Michael Elgin clearly caught Rich Swan when he did the 450. Like, embarrassingly so. Like, his arms were about two inches above his body. He caught him like, there you go. Have a nice landing. And we had yet another match where the finisher didn't finish them. I was going to say about this. I may have said about this in another episode because it's something I'm passionate about. I don't like it when the finisher doesn't finish them. Because your finisher is supposed to be your ultimate move. And don't say, oh, but it took like three F5s to finish Undertaker. It should have taken one. It's a finisher. It should finish them. Because where do you go after a finisher? If the move that finishes your opponent doesn't finish them, what else have you got? Although my wife has also pointed out, if you've got a finisher that can finish them, why don't you just make that your first move that you do? Which is kind of true, I guess. But yeah, I I just have a problem with finishers that don't finish a match. For me, I mean, do it once in 20 matches that they kick out of a finisher. But then the person that did the finisher can't win the match. Because that finisher didn't work. It wasn't enough. It wasn't powerful enough. Like, it's... I just have a problem with finishers that don't finish a match. I'm sure people are going to tell me that I'm wrong. Um, but anyway, so there we go. Um, I thought... I saw a thing today, and they gave the this episode of Impact three and a half out of five. Fuck that. This was a four star, four out of five match. And I don't like star ratings. I'm not going to go into that because that's a whole different rant. Um, when it's like five star rate, no. Stupid. Um, but yeah. So, I thought this was like a 90% good mat, a good show. I mean, probably 95% was just that stupid battle royal at the beginning. And actually, that wasn't bad. It was just okay. And then the rest of the show overshadowed it even more. 
so yeah, I mean, that's the only reason that, like, I'd say that match wasn't great. Um, because it, it was okay, and then, like, everything else was just like, no, that's amazing. So yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked this. It was like, a, it felt like a mini pay-per-view, and it wasn't. But Impact has just been really, really good lately. Um, the writing's been good. The wrestling's been good. The storylines have been good. Okay, let's forget the Demon X Bunny storyline because that was fucking awful. Um, also, let's forget anything Kira Hogan's involved in because that's awful. Yeah, I mean, they've got so much talent now that you can't fit it on one show, which has not been the case maybe six months ago. Maybe a little longer ago than that. But yeah, you haven't always been able to fit all of the talent on the roster. Or all the talent on the roster and then had some left over for a show. You could put everyone on one show and that was everyone. So yeah, it's. I think Impact's looking good at the moment. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I'm going to call it a night for this episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I have enjoyed recording it. Uh, I'm hoping to get back to a more regular schedule soon. Um, hopefully there will be a show next Sunday. Saturday. Yeah, next Saturday. If not, there will definitely be one on Monday. Which is a bank holiday here in the UK, so I will definitely make time to get a show out for them. Uh, until then, take care, and I will see you on the next episode of the Dirty Mark Podcast. Bye. And I actually finished the podcast without realising that I did not give any of our social media or email. Uh, You can email us at thedirtymarkpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook as The Dirty Mark Podcast. uh, And you can find us on Twitter as well. Uh, Send us feedback. Send us a comment. And if you want we will read it out uh if you don't want us to read it out on the show then let us know and we won't and we will see you next week bye